Yay, it's Monday, which means I get to speak to you wonderful people. I, Kevin, get to speak to you, the listener, about ghosts in your ear holes. So many pauses there, I don't know what was right, nor what was wrong. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you today. I mean, I don't know whether we do, but that's what you say. It might be shite. I hope it's not. But yeah, we're going to do a nice review about a film that we watched recently. Then, of course, we've got your true paranormal experiences. And then we go and visit Becca in Reddit Corner, where she doesn't have necessarily a ghost story today. It's more of a cryptid. In my opinion, it's more of a fucking wardrobe. But we will find out. Anyway, I do hope you're all doing well. And if you're not doing well, just remember life inevitably is a farce. So just please laugh at everything because everything's stupid, really, isn't it? I was thinking this the other day. Everything that I get wound up about or used to get wound up about or will get wound up about in the future, ultimately, it's a farce. Do you know what I mean? Like if I fall out with someone or there's someone in a shop who disagrees with what I'm saying or won't give me a refund, it's like take steps back, I've found really works and you will end up laughing. If you take enough steps back, you will end up laughing from any situation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wait there, we're arguing because I won't get a refund on these pants. Take a step back and you go, we're arguing over pants. There you go. Just one step back and we're laughing already. But I find that that can work with most situations. Anyway, that's enough doctor filling for me. Um, did I tell you all that the neighbour's cat's now got a boyfriend? Or she thinks she's got a boyfriend. We got her a collar um, because, you know, the neighbour wanted us to get one. And it's pink. And she chose it herself. We wasn't trying to do any sort of gender conformity. But she chose it by sniffing a selection of collars and chose a pink one. And then this cat, who she'd been looking at the window, or out the window at... Uh, it's like a big, massive male cat. You can tell. It's just blah, proper hench. Anyway, he didn't have a collar. And then we got her one. Next thing, he rocks up in a blue collar. Mess around with gender roles, as the James song goes. But honestly, I was like, what? How, how did he do that? Did he go back to his owners and be like, mama, 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 and point at his neck? And they were like, ah, blue collar, of course. So, don't know. Unless he just went, mama, collar. And they went, oh, you speak English. Angleterre, mon chat. Maybe not. Anyway, should we crack on with the show? Yes, we shall. So we, of course, need to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons who literally keep this show going. No word of a lie, they do. And when you sign up to Patreon, as a thank you back, not only do I sing your name as a little reward, but uh, and who doesn't want that, let's be honest, um, but you also get around, well, it's over 200 hours, hours, hours of extra content just for Patreons. You really do. And if you like this sort of shit that I do, did I just swear? Yes, I did. Then you can get over 200 hours of it. And some of it is really funny. I, even I've listened back and went, that's dead funny. And some of it's not. And I've listened back and went, good God, man, that's awful. But some of it is. Um, a lot of stuff we've done last summer or the summer before in the pandemic, me and Becca just driving around is really quite funny. Uh, but anyway, you get all that. So go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And I also put out two podcasts every week just for Patreons. So yeah, why not go and do that? Treat yourself if you enjoy this sort of stuff. And go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Just like these wonderful new Patreons have. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have two wonderful new Patreons today. We have James Matthews and Laura Kerridge. And this little bluesy number is for you. Oh yeah. James Matthew, Laura Carriage, you signed up to the Patreon. You invest in the things you like and you're helping me keep the show lights on and I. Whoa, I wanna say thank you. Yeah. 
edit it on a seventh. Of course we do. That's what we do around here. So don't forget, if you want to sign up and support the show, get all that extra content, etc., head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time to do a paranormal review where I review something in the paranormal sphere so that you don't have to. Yes, it doesn't make sense, baby. Anyway, so what we done this week is me and Becca, as couples everywhere do and as singletons everywhere do and as menage a trois probably do, is we went through Netflix and decided to try and watch a film. Now, Becca is not one for paranormal films. However, what I've noticed is I can kind of trick her into watching something paranormal if it's got the words suspense and thriller in the little tease thing where they put three words at the bottom of the film to let you know what it is. Now, the first one did say, like, paranormal or something. But the other two, I said, it's more of a thriller. It's more of a thriller. Come on. It'll be like a detective thing. So we watched 1408. Yes, the Stephen King film? Spook? Well, film from a book, I imagine. Anyway, the premise is really good. Basically, a guy who writes paranormal books, you know, like... um. 10 Ghosts of the City of Maine and things like that, or 10 Haunted Hotels in Nottingham, things like that. He writes those type of books, but he's a sceptic and he doesn't believe, but he goes to stay in these haunted hotels and sees what it really is like firsthand and then writes his experiences up. Yes, he does. Now, he's very much of the opinion that these hotels and places play to it and they make it up and invent a load of things that have gone on in order to get more bookings, but then he receives a mysterious postcard from someone saying, do not enter room 1408 at the, what's the name of the hotel? The Dolphin or something. And he goes, well, I must go there. And then he goes and then paranormal activity ensues. Now, it's Stephen King, so you'd think it would be good. And I don't know what Stephen King's fascination is with hotels because he's obviously done The Shining. Um, and this is another hotel-esque. Well, it's in a hotel. It's not even esque. It is a hotel scary film. Is it any good? I don't, I've seen rave reviews about it, but I watched it. I didn't think it was great. Becca liked it. And there was a few good little twists and turns within it, like paranormal twists and turns. But for me, he goes very much from a skeptic to a total believer within like 10 minutes. And then you're like, there's still an hour and 20 minutes left of this film. Where can you go just within the confines of this room? And for me, it could have been a 40 minute thriller, which would have been dead good. It didn't need to be that long. It's one thumb up, one thumb down as a review for me because it's Stephen King and I know a lot of his listening will probably have seen it and thought, I thought it was dead good. It just didn't do it for me. I'm sorry. So, but again, like the point of me saying this is if you want to go and check it out, it's worth a watch if you've got nothing better to do for like an hour and a half. It's about two hours, actually. I'm not too sure. Hour 45, maybe. But if you've got nothing better to do for an afternoon or something, then put it on and tell me what you think about it. I just, you know, I was a bit like, yeah, for example, it isn't a spoiler, but there's a bit in it where there's a stone tape ghost. So like a, a replaying ghost and it's black and white. The ghost is black and white. That makes no logical sense. Do you know what I mean? Because if it's a replaying, if it's a replaying even of an act due to an emotional imprint on the walls, it wasn't black and white. If you want to see a stone tape theory ghost done well, there is the original film of The Eye, which ended up being an Americanized film with Jessica Alberin. If you watch the original film, The Eye, I think it's Korean. Um, they feature a fantastic, utterly terrifying stone tape theory ghost jumping off a balcony. And it's, oh my God, it's, oh, even now thinking about it, sends a chill down my spine. But this Stephen King one just wasn't. It was black and white. He wasn't black and white when he was alive, was he? Why is it now in black and white? I know they're trying to signify, well, it was in the olden days. 
Yeah, but the world wasn't in black and white, was it? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so one thumb up, one thumb down. If you've got nothing better to do, put it on. If you've already seen it, then tell me if you agree or disagree with my report. Anyway, let's get to some true paranormal experiences, shall we? Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of the week where I get to read your wonderful, true listener experiences and then I can discuss them with myself, of course, and they tend to be really scary and really great, so thank you. And don't forget, if you've got a terrifying experience or just a ghostly one in general, send it over to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out, for that's the transactional deal that we have here hmm, on a listener story podcast. So our first email today comes from Elijah and they write, Hello. Hello. I just want to first say that I greatly enjoy your podcast. Thank you, Elijah. Then it appears to jump right into a story, so that's what we'll do. This is Elijah's story. I'm from East Tennessee and I small game hunt with dogs. I spend a lot of time in the woods at night and far away from any people or houses. I've seen and heard a lot of things that are unsettling, but they could all be explained away. Bobcats screaming, coyotes howling, even owls flying in for a closer look. The night I'm talking about now was different. There's a spot I hunt regularly that has a spot within it that's about 600 foot square. It's down between two ridge tops in a little valley with a creek in it. The dogs have always acted odd in this spot, like something was wrong with them. They won't go hunt or even leave my side. Well, one night, they spent a lot of time in one particular spot in this area and after about 30 minutes, they finally left. They raced up ahead at something which had caught their attention. On my way to them, I decided to check out what they were looking at, so I walked to the spot that they spent so much time at. I got there, looked up in the direction of the dogs, and about 15 to 20 feet in front of me was a ball of light about the size of a soccer ball. It moved left to right about 20 feet and then disappeared. I've had a feeling of being watched in that particular area every time I've been there, but this time it was different. I was absolutely certain something was there with me that wasn't supposed to be. So I go to the dogs and when I get to them, they both turned and looked at me with sort of a blank stare and then started barking at me. I went home afterwards, but have been back many times since then and the same feeling of something being with me is still there. It was a really windy night, so I don't know if it was something maybe protecting, as if it knew that a limb of a tree would blow out and hit me or what. It was also the first night I wore a necklace that contained my nephew's ashes, so maybe it was that. Now, to explain the ball of light further, it wasn't projecting light like a light bulb or a flashlight. It was just a ball of floating, almost solid light. It didn't cast a shadow or anything either, and it's hard to explain it, but it felt like it was there with me and wanted to let me know it. Really interesting email there, Elijah. I have no idea what that could be. I mean, it could be ball lightning. You know, you'll have seen some videos recently. I say you will have seen, but if you're like me and you go randomly Googling and YouTubing paranormal things of late, you will no doubt have seen the video of what appears to be ball lightning moving across a railway track really slowly, like a a blue sparkly ball. But then again, you don't describe it like that. You describe it like a solid orb of light. So I've no idea. What I do like though, Elijah, is how you're thinking of alternative suggestions about what it might be, where you say you've got your nephew's ashes around your neck as well. Could it have been that? We just don't know. But it sounds jolly spooky, my friend. So if you encounter anything else in there, 
then do drop us an email and let us know. Our next email comes in from Abby, and she writes, Hey Kev, hey. Becca, hi. And <laughs> hi, hi Becca. And the neighbour's cat, meow. Hope you're doing well and your new home is treating you well. Thank you, Abby. Thank you very much. And yes, it is. Feel free to say my name. Oh, well, there we go. And the locations I mention in my short stories. I apologise in advance if what I've written doesn't make a word of sense. Writing isn't my strong point. I've just finished listening to this week's Patreon episode of Dark Bites. And after listening to that and this week's, in brackets, which will probably be last week's when I get round to sending this email, we need to talk about ghosts. I thought it's about time to write in to you guys. Although my story isn't exactly terrifying, as others that have been on the show, I thought you'd appreciate a good story. Yes, we do, Abby. Being a local girl, the areas I'm about to discuss with you will probably be familiar to yourself. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have Abby on, and she is a fellow Scouser, meaning she's from my hometown of Liverpool. Hooray, right here in the locale. So I'll just address her very quickly in Scouse. Nice one, Abigail. This is boss that you sent this in, you know. Anyway, this is her story. Me and my partner moved into our new apartment a little over a year ago, which is in the Otterspool area, right on the River Mersey. The apartments we live in, I wouldn't say are exactly new, nor are they old. The first year we lived here, I have noticed a few happenings that I can't really explain, and I don't think I can just brush it off as just one of those things any longer. Just over a week ago, I was awoken to the sound of a man's voice saying hello down my ear. A clear hello in a voice that I was not familiar with. That night my partner was out with friends after I think another successful win for Liverpool FC. So it was just me and my miniature Pomeranian fur baby named Bear in the apartment that night. Not exactly the best guard dog I know, right? So safe to say after hearing a stranger's voice down my ear... I was ready to go all apeshit on what I thought was an intruder. Let me just say, I don't know where this Dutch courage came from, but growing up in the Walton area of Liverpool, and a house full of brothers, I was ready to go all Rambo on their ass. But, as I expected, there was no one in the room. I was just left with an unsettling feeling as if I was being watched, as if someone else was in the room with me. I know some may say, oh, you were just dreaming, but I know I wasn't. A few weeks earlier, the same thing happened to my partner. He'd been woken to the sound of someone saying, hello. Could this be a coincidence? I really don't think it was. As I know from my encounter that whatever it was, I was 100% awake. Fast forward a couple of days later, I had fallen asleep on the sofa. A bad habit of mine, falling asleep on the sofa instead of dragging my lazy ass to bed. But around 3am, I had woken up to go to the toilet. And as my eyes adjusted to the dark, there, standing a few feet away from me, I could make out a black cloud-like shadow in my living room. Again, I know you could just say, oh, you were probably just dreaming, but I bet my life on the fact I wasn't. I don't know exactly what it was that I was looking at. A part of me felt it was human, but I couldn't make out any features. I know that sounds weird, but I know I have seen this sort of shadow person before but that's another story for another time. But, am I crazy to say this shadow somehow felt familiar? I know a lot of people could find this experience unsettling, but I didn't feel any kind of threat in that moment. The only actual thing going through my mind was, what the actual fuck? 
This encounter only lasted for around 10 seconds, but I was fully awake whilst this happened. Again, the reason I'd woken up was to go to the toilet, and then I was greeted with this black shadow-like person. As I said previously, a lot of happenings have gone on in the flat since we moved in, and myself and my partner just convinced ourselves that it all was just one of those things. About two months ago again, I once more fell asleep on the sofa. I managed to fall asleep on the sofa, and when I woke up around 4am, I noticed broken glass all over my living room floor. As I turned on the light, I seen the mess of a broken frame scattered along the floor. The vinyl cover of Abbey Road, which was securely nailed to the wall, had fallen from some height, and along with that it took my plant pod and candle holder, all made of glass. I know things falling off the wall could be rational and may not be exactly scary, but the strange thing is that myself, my partner, and my dog all didn't wake to the crashing sound of glass that night. That's weird, right? My dog can wake to the sound of a pin dropping, so how can he not wake to that sound? Am I crazy for thinking something paranormal happened in my living room, or was it just one of those things? Maybe that ghost just didn't like the Beatles. I'm also noticing things disappearing and then suddenly turning up in random places. An example is a present that I've bought for my boyfriend for his upcoming birthday, which was well and truly hidden in my desk drawers and then turned up on top of my work desk for my boyfriend to see. The same day, he said, you could have at least hid my GTA game, which was his present, away so I couldn't see it, whilst laughing. To my confusion, I said, what are you on about? Have you been rooting through my desk, eh? And he told me he's seen it on top of my desk where it wasn't before. As I've been writing this, I've just remembered another strange thing, so I apologise if my stories are all over the place. A few weeks back, I felt like someone had hit me on my head whilst I was trying to sleep. I turned to my partner, who I could see was snoring away. So to my confusion, I launched the blanket over my head so whatever it was, couldn't do it again. If there is ghostly activity going on in my home, I don't exactly feel scared. I'd say I'm more curious than anything. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my events. I know this isn't exactly scary stuff I've written, but if it does make it to the podcast, I'll be thrilled. I have a few chilling stories from my 10 years working in a very well-known hotel in Liverpool. Ooh, some may say one of the most haunted hotels in the country. I'm going to say Adelphi. A hotel that I know you and Becca have stayed in one Halloween night. It is the Adelphi. You know what you need to do, Abby? You need to get these stories about the Adelphi over to me post-haste. Yes. Can I just say one of the stories you've spoken about in the past still haunts me to this day? And that's the story of the sad man. So please don't tell me it's him haunting my home, otherwise I'll have to move. No, I think you're okay. I don't think it's him. Or is it? No, I don't think so. I'm currently re-listening to all your old Dark Paranormal episodes whilst it's on a season break, and I'm canting down the days till season seven begins. Keep up the brilliant work, Kev. Take care, Abby. Why, thank you, Abby. I like it when we get a listener to both shows, because it it means they kind of get it. Do you know what I mean? They, They understand I can be this person, hello, and I can be this person who tells you nothing but straight-laced ghost stories. So yeah, thank you, Abby, for getting in touch. What is haunting your little apartment then? I do not know. But Otis Pool, for those who don't know the area, is very ancient in itself. Not necessarily the apartment that you're in, but, for example, it's right on the front of the River Mersey. And it, oh, if you look right across the River Mersey, you'll see the Wirral. Now, interestingly, in the days of King John, who founded Liverpool in like 1600-odd, 
um, there was a, a monastery over on the Wirral and they used to wait, the monks there used to wait until there was a low tide and they would walk across the the sand of the Mersey to get to Liverpool. It wasn't Liverpool at the time. And they would come up at Otterspool and go and give a mass to King John. And so the area is ancient, like, so it could literally be anything that's in that apartment. Or it could be just one of those things. No, I do think you have a demon. I'm only joking, it's not a demon, but maybe you do have a ghost. Who knows? Keep us updated, Abby. Anyway, it's that time in proceedings where we like to head over to that dark corner where Becca sits. I should really buy her a light bulb. We are using the new handheld device today, so we're going to see exactly how that transpires. Um, and yeah, let's go over to Becca's Reddit corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, Becca, thank you for letting us back into your lovely Reddit corner. You are welcome. We have a new handheld recording device. It's bigger than the last, isn't it? It is, yeah. It looks very fancy. Is it good? I don't know. We'll find out because this is the first proper time I'm using it. But it, um, it's got. Am I right in saying the other one didn't have the mics like pointing at the person speaking? Correct. And also, this you can move those mics. Okay, so that might cut down on background noise. That might might cut down on background noise. Like if we took it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a, a hood for it as well, like a little fairy hood. Well, to keep it warm. No, to yes, to keep it warm. Obviously, no, to so that it's like a windproofer or something. So that you know when you get you're on a microphone, you're like <laughs> in the wind. Yeah. Apparently, on this, you're in nothing because it's got a hood on. Well, that's good. Okay, yeah. very good. Right, let's see how we get on. Well, yeah. Okay, so um, last week, of course, you told us that the house was haunted. That, that we wasn't last week. That was the week before, and also I've never said that. Okay. So anything else paranormal to report? No. I did, uh, you bought me, as a little gift, a black mirror yesterday, didn't you? Did, yeah, an uh, obsidian? Obsidian black mirror. I've wanted an obsidian black mirror mm. for quite a while, but, um, you know, they're obviously quite hard to come by. Yeah. Um, but and went you to a don't little... scribe in it, you, you scry. scry in it. Yeah, yeah scry me a river. Yeah. Um, they're hard to come by because, you know, we're selling occult scrying mirrors these days. But then we found a little witchery shop in Sefton Park, didn't we? Yeah, as we were walking past, what it was literally called like the Witch's something, wasn't it? Yeah, like Witch's the... Lair or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he said, do you want to go in the Witch's Lair? And you were like, of course I want to go in the Witch's <laughs> Lair. Do you know me at so all? Is. And I got a ring as well. You got a nice ring, ring, yeah. yeah. Um, and last night it was boiling hot in this house. It was warm, but I'd opened one of the windows. I know, but I, we didn't have any heating on either. And I think that's mm. it was warm because we brought an occult item in. And sometimes temperatures go... Well, you up. could have bought this years ago when we were in the flat, freezing know, yeah. away throughout <laughs> winter. Yeah, that's a very good point. Okay, so anyway, this is a story I found on Reddit. Now, it's not necessarily... It is paranormal. Right. Not necessarily ghostly, though, but... Okay, take it away. well, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. This story is entitled... Encounter with a Kushtaka in Southeast Alaska. Mm. Let's begin. This is by Wilder Guide. Wilder Guide. And Mr. and Mrs. Wilder Guide must be brimming with pride. It was nice. A little rhyme. It was, wasn't it? Weird, though. Out of context. Anyway. As you were. Let's begin. Okay, so this happened to my wife a couple of years ago. We live in Southeast Alaska, where there is a creature that is known to roam the forest called a Kushtaka, or Ottoman. They're similar to the Bigfoot of the Pacific Northwest, but legend has it that if you encounter one, it will shapeshift into someone you know and try to lure you into its lair. Should I saying that? <laughs> <laughs> My wife was running down a trail with our two dogs in a local park. She had made three laps and was going on her fourth when, her do- when our dogs suddenly stopped in the trail and started growling at something off in the woods, like really snarling. Our dogs are well behaved, so this was very abnormal for them to do. 
She walked forward, looking into the woods, trying to see what they were barking at. She rounded a corner and there was a man standing about 40 foot off the trail. She'd never seen this man in her life. He was dressed as if he was homeless. His hair was long and dirty. His face was hidden by mats of hair. This man knelt down behind a log. In self-defence, my knife... My wife pulled a knife out. What? Wow. Um, because she had lost sight of him and didn't know where he was. Right? Okay. Suddenly, out flew a bald eagle from where this man had just been standing. Not an otter. No, a bald eagle. As soon as the man and eagle had disappeared, our dogs were completely fine. They returned to their normal, happy selves. We spent the next couple of weeks researching Ottoman and trying Ottoman, sorry, and trying to understand more about it. We found out that they were a box you could put shoes in at the end of your bed. Ottoman. Anyway. Am I telling the story, are you? You are telling the story. We talked to some local Tlingit elders about the experience, and their interpretation of what happened is that the Ottoman was trying to teach my wife some kind of lesson. Put to your shoes day, in here. To this day, we have no idea what that lesson could have been. Shoes. Well, so he wasn't successful then in teaching his lesson. No, no, clearly um, not. Also, what the hell? She just goes on a trail and whips out a knife. Know, like, yeah. what's this? Is it... There's a homeless man. Knife. Yeah, it can't be legal to carry a knife in the US. Yeah, I mean, Becca, in the US? Can he bazooka in the US? Yeah, but they don't like Kinder Eggs, do they? So I feel like a knife is Well, Kinder Eggs are dangerous in fairness. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know the laws in the US. It, it probably varies state to state. Here, you can't just carry a knife around. No, you can't. That's, that's not all right. Um, yeah, okay, so let's let's look into this. So the man, So he's 40 feet away and he kneels down behind a log... And this guy reckons that in self-defence she pulled a knife out. Yeah, so he's trying to hide, and in self-defence, yeah. the yeah, murderer. I, yeah, that like wouldn't stand off, I don't think. Yeah, he's yeah. 40 feet away, that's quite a distance. And he's like high, he's like retreating, isn't he? He's backing yeah. away from Well, Irana, she started yeah. screaming and Whipped running the other way, so in self-defence. Yeah, and obviously, so when they're saying a bald eagle flew out from where he'd been standing, they're obviously trying to interpret that the man turned into an eagle and flew off, yeah. aren't they? That's what they're yeah. trying to say. Um, why would you then Google Ottoman? What's a bald eagle and a man? Got to maybe Ottoman, Ottoman is, um, I mean, I can't just stop thinking of fucking Ottomans, but and maybe Ottoman is like a really crap superhero. Maybe he is like just a shapeshifter, but they say Ottoman because he's there's lots of rivers and dams around there. Yeah, maybe. Um, I wonder if he sleeps holding someone's hand. Oh, like otters do. Yeah, little otters. Well, I, I mean, it'd be a pretty weak superhero, wouldn't he? I am the terror of the night. I hold hands when I fall asleep. So I don't drift so away. So I don't drift away. I never lose you. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. Otters are so sweet. Otters are so sweet. Yeah. Otter men, on the other hand. Well, yeah, Otter awesome. I, I think it's just the one Otter man. There's only one Otter man. I had, I mean, you know, I, I recently done... We're done with that. Oh, oh, sorry. Just to go back to this, but legend has it if you encounter an Ottoman, Ottoman. it'll shapeshift into someone you know and try to te- lure you into its lair. But that's not... Like, none of the Ottoman details are relevant here because it wasn't someone she knew. It wasn't an Otter. Yeah. Like, well, I don't understand how they've c- come to the conclusion of Ottoman. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And this, yeah, seriously, this um, trying to teach my wife some kind of lesson. Could it have been not to be so quick with the knife, possibly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I am not homeless, please do not attack me. And also, don't attack homeless people. Don't attack anyone. Um, 40 feet away who are hiding. He's more scared of you, clearly, with these snarling dogs. I think she was all right. I know, yeah. Well, Unless he was just, he might have just been releasing a bald eagle, just going about his business. Little did he know he was yeah. about to be knifed Whips for being a, an environmentalist. Yeah, that's probably massive hair. Now, I listen to another podcast. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And I've done a review in it recently called um, Monsters Amongst Us. Um, Is that about chase shifters? No, it's it's just people call in and go, I've seen a ghost, I've seen a UFO, I've had an encounter with an Ottoman, basically. Um, 
And but they had a really weird call which makes me think about this. The other day, this woman called up and said that her uncle said that if she concentrated hard enough, her molecules would change and she'd become invisible. She reckoned she then done that and then said to her uncle, if I can do this, I can also change my molecules into a thought, go into your head and make you think what I think. Um, right. And apparently that worked too. But I mean, you know, we've gotten, I mean, I'm saying apparently like she's speaking the word of God, but I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. Are our thoughts made of molecules? No, but they are an energy, aren't they? You could, you could unargue it's an energy. But my point is, is that I wonder if that's what shape-shifting is, the concentration to change in molecules into another. That would make sense. I don't think you could do it with thoughts. I don't think you could do it because with Because surely if you change them, like molecules are physical things, aren't they? And thoughts aren't physical things. They're... Well, they do create an energy, so I don't know. But also, there is a spell you can do to change from a person into a rabbit. I used to know it off by heart. Did you ever change a person into a rabbit? No, you for you to change nothing. Not like fucking David Blaine turns someone into a rabbit. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Allow me to. Oh, hey, that's so far fetched. Allow me to rephrase. <laughs> Did you ever change into a rabbit? No, but it was actually into a hare. Actually, it was something like I will something something did it. I will go into a hare and I will go in the devil's name until something something come again. It's a really old spell, allegedly. I mean it. It could be a trap because if you say the spell and change into a rabbit, but then rabbits can't speak, so you can't say the spell to go back into being a person. No, there's a rabbit version as well, which is... Well, you would have to have rabies to make that noise as well. Yeah, also, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there is a rabbit spell. Anyway. No. Well, thank you, Becca. This has, as ever, been informative. We've learnt about an Ottoman. Mm-hmm. Not an Ottoman. Not an eagle man. Not an eagle man. And thankfully, still an alive man. Yeah, yeah. Fearing for her life as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, in self-defence. Was she wasn't under attack. She was no. in no way under attack. Yeah, yeah that's just bananas. Okay then, um, thanks Becca. I know why you've got bananas in your head. Why have I got bananas in my head? Give that wolf a banana for that wolf eats my grandma. Give that wolf. Give that wolf. Before that wolf you, you eats took my something, grandma, you, you gave a that wolf a banana, gave that wolf. And that was Norway's Eurovision yeah, entry. Yeah, it wasn't always Eurovision entry. But You're like pretending you don't know what it is if you don't know every word too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, but, but no, we'll do, we'll do a Eurovision special on Patreon maybe. But, not for here. Thank you, Becca. You're for... the one who brought up bananas. Don't bring up bananas if you don't want me to. I can bring up a banana for once. Norway's wolf banana Sort of a song. weird threat combination is that. He mentioned a banana, so he had to do a five-minute ballad about <laughs> grandmas and bananas and wolves. It wasn't a ballad. The ballads were boring. It was a great song. Anyway, we're moving on. All right. Thank you for letting us into your corner. Thank You're you welcome. for trying to hijack it into Eurovision chat. <laughs> You're welcome. And, um, yes. You're welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Lovely. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.